Hello and welcome to Radio Edutalk. This is David Noble in Delgetty Bay and I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening John Mackay who is Principal Teacher of Fitness, Health and Wellbeing at Kingusey High School um, in the Scottish Highlands. And over the next 10 to 15 minutes we're going to be talking about um, what school partnerships are and what they look like at uh, Kingusey High. So uh, welcome to Edutalk John. Thanks David. Hi there. Uh, and just to start off with, it would be great if you could um, tell listeners a little bit about your career in education. Yeah, um, David, I started off at Charleston Academy in 2005. Uh, I was 21, did my probation year there and spent a further seven years at Charleston. Uh, I did one year in the middle of that as acting PT when my PT went up to acting deputy. Um, he came back down from there, moved on to King Ucy, where I've been the uh, PT of PE and home economics for the last seven years, uh, which has been thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, that's the stage I'm at at the moment. Uh, some of my sort of highlights along the way, I would say, have been uh, I did a lot of higher marking. Uh, I did work for BBC Bite Size to update their sort of website resources. I um, was part of the Dreams and Teams project, sort of funded that to go to South Africa while I was at Charleston. And yeah, I attended the Columbia 1400 leadership training program uh, up in Sky and staff, in which it was a thoroughly worthwhile experience if anyone ever gets the opportunity to, to do that. So that's my sort of journey to where I'm at at the moment. And next next step from here would hopefully be into to senior management. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Columba 1400, absolutely amazing resource. Yeah, remember it from, from years going by. It's great to hear that it's still still going strong. Um, and yeah. can you tell us a bit more about Kingusi High itself and uh, the local community that it serves? Yeah, David, it's, uh, it's a rural school, so we sort of face the, the challenges of sort of rural deprivation that uh, that we do in that kind of area. It's uh, but it's still accessible uh, via sort of transport links. So we're not we're not too rural. Uh, we've got a school of four hundred uh, with a huge percentage, probably eighty eighty five percent of the school bust in to school every day. We've had a big change around in staff in the seven years that I've been there. I would say perhaps only fifteen percent of the staff that were there seven years ago are still still with us, uh, which is good for continuity. Um, we've had an extension put on, which means half the school is uh, beautiful and new, and the other half is still a bit older, but uh, we've had a big investment in digital technology. Uh, Ollie Bray, who's our outgoing head teacher, left six months ago. Um, we, we rolled out a Chromebook initiative, so all our pupils from first to sixth year have got a Chromebook. Uh, we're quite an outward-looking school, so we quite often spend time in other um, other areas throughout Scotland and in terms of the area it's uh, quite big big tourism area uh, a lot of seasonal work uh, with it's a uh, big big shinty community which uh, which is fantastic and we're right smack bang in the middle of the Cairngorm National Park um, for anyone that ever wants to join us <laughs> Sounds perfect yeah <laughs> and uh, now the school has formed many interesting and effective partnerships to to enhance learning and uh, the the school's been I think really good at, at sharing um, some of these partnerships with the, the wider education community but um, can you tell EduTalk listeners a little bit about some of these partnerships? Yeah I would say, I would say uh, David that the ones that are sort of gathering interest this year in particular um, from sort of PE side of things would be we're doing a joint HNC with the UHI so the pupils, and there's a group of pupils that are with us Monday to Thursday, and they do 
nine credits out of the 15 um, through PE and we've got a science uh, credit that's delivered by the science department. Uh, those pupils then go up to college on a Friday to complete the rest of the HNC. So it's a, in, in essence, it's a joint HNC delivery uh, of the sports coaching uh, HNC course, which has been uh, which has been great. Um, other other partnerships that we've got that are working well is again sort of linked with the UHI is that. We have an activity tourism course where a lecture comes out from the university on a Thursday. So pupils that opt into that are off timetable for a, a whole Thursday after break. Uh, and they're out, they're out and about with the, the lecture from the UHI. And other, other ones that are working really well is a sort of rural skills uh, course. So we've got a geography teacher in the school who, again, takes pupils off timetable on a Thursday and goes out and works with partners like RSPB, uh, Scottish National Heritage, some local estates and some in the Highland uh, Folk Park, to name just a few. Um, so that's been running for a few years now and there's a sort of transition from um, a sort of national force, skills for work force into an NPA uh, level five. We've got a number of NPAs that are, are running as well, like Achieving Excellence in Sports and that links with sort of local clubs to sort of further people's development uh, in a sort of particular sport. Uh, I don't know how many more you, you sort of want us to, no, to mention. That's incredible. Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, John, that um, many listeners will, will understand that, that all of these qualifications, you know, the, um, the likes of National Progression Awards and such like are, are, are all come with... Um, SQA tariff points, and you know, to somebody like myself, it, it just sounds great, and it, it ties so much in with you know what I'm starting to do at my, at my own school, um, mm-hmm, transforming yeah. the curriculum. But um, I wonder if you, if there's been any challenges, or, or how you go about selling these, you know, fantastic and and, and different learning opportunities, ones that have not traditionally existed, maybe within Scottish secondary education. How how do you go about selling them to to young people and, and parents and carers? It's um, I would say it's more it's more about the sort of parents and carers and young people seeing the seeing the opportunities that are happening, you know, and sort of taking a step into the unknown. It's our senior management team were very much okay with you know, let's get let's give it a go. Let's see how it goes. It's okay to make some mistakes, and we'll improve on it for the following year. So there was a sort of culture of um, wanting to try and sort of change the curriculum, and it came from came from the senior management team and their sort of vision that there's a portfolio portfolio of qualifications that are out there that are on offer, uh, rather than sort of sticking to this sort of traditional, quite tight kind of model. Um, so our head teacher exposed us all to the, that sort of portfolio of qualifications and sort of prompted discussion as to where we could start doing some different ones. I think I think there's a statistic, right? Our senior phase curriculum since 2012, I think, is the number of options in it have perhaps doubled. Um, so I think it's been about trying to make staff aware that there are a huge number of, as you've mentioned, like National Progression Awards, HNCs, uh, foundation apprenticeships that can really enhance a pupil's um, learner pathway across those three years, and I, I just we we feel now that we're, I'm seeing pupils staying on to sixth year that in years gone by 
you know, unfortunately would have said bye to at the end of fourth year because there was nothing really left for them to do over the next few years. But these pupils, um, when they sit down and make their choices and do their third year, we have third year learner pathway conversations where parents come in uh, with um, and have a meeting with their guidance or senior management team and they plan out a sort of progression pathway over three years. And it's, when you see the portfolio of qualifications and offer, it's quite an exciting, it's quite an exciting three years ahead of them. So pupils, pupils buy into it because they, they see the opportunities that are there. And because we're quite a small school, it's quite transparent in terms of pupils talk to each other. Um, so they, you know, the younger ones are looking up and seeing, seeing groups going out and doing coaching on Mondays afternoons at county schools. They're seeing the rural schools groups going out on a Thursday on social media and you know, they're seeing what's ahead of them and it's it's quite you know, quite an exciting quite exciting prospect for them looking ahead. And uh, I suppose going back to when you kinda of painted the picture of, of the Kigus area at the start of the show that that many of these uh, courses must now be um you know fostering relevant employability skills for the the, the nature of the, the local economy. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um so and because these pupils are getting exposed to the kind of sectors that they're going to go on to work in, um, they're getting an early an early opportunity to, to sort of hone those skills that are going to help them when they leave school. And I suppose it sort of ticks the developing young workforce uh, agenda. You know, I think of my HNC pupils this year, you know, the confidence in them is really enhanced. And two out of the three are definitely going to be going on to um, further education down the sporting line. And I really feel that what they've achieved in the HNC class this year has allowed them to sort of really confirm that that's a career that they want to, to go down. I suppose likewise as well, that it might be a chance for them to then make a, a change of choice of where they're going. So if the group are out in the rural skills and, it's, and they're not enjoying that kind of sector of work, then at least they've had a chance to experience it during school. And it's, it doesn't take them to leave school to then realise that that's, you know, not a sector they want to work in. But generally speaking, um, the pupils that are on these courses, these um, certificational courses or slightly different courses, go on to to work and or, or study in that sector of uh, of their interest. That's that's fascinating, and uh, and uh, we're coming into the last five minutes or, or so of, of tonight's show. And I should say that if you are listening to the live broadcast, because um, you know we are we are doing this live this evening, um, you can uh, get in touch with a, a comment or a question for John, uh, and you just send it to um, at Edutalker or include the hashtag Edutalk, and we'll be able to to pick up um, your comments or questions. Uh, if you're not on Twitter, you can uh, send us a quick email, and that's edutalker, E-D-U-T-A-L-K-R, at hotmail.co.uk. Um, so, John, what challenges have, have school staff had to deal with in, in the area of um, school partnerships, and what conditions do you think are, are necessary for other schools to successfully foster these partnerships? I would say uh, the challenges are staff flexibility um, and staff needing to be sort of open-minded uh, to try and understand what's what's possible. And I think I mentioned you know, earlier, just being exposed to that sort of uh, qualifications framework is so important to to realise what's um, 
what's possible. I think it's the staff working collaboratively across the departments to realise that it's not just about sort of protecting your own patch and that, you know, I, th I think of like my higher PE class that, you know, yes, um, I might lose one of my, or two or three of my pupils on a Thursday. I, I don't see them that one period. So I lose them one out of the five, but it's trying to see the bigger picture and realising that the best um, pathway and the best outcome for that pupil is to do that course that removes them from school on that Thursday or Friday. In some instances, for some pupils, it's the Thursday and the Friday. But I think it's looking outside your sort of silo and realizing that the what's what's the best thing for the pupil, and that you know I can't that can face I can have challenges, but the, the culture of seeing the benefit of these courses has um, has spread throughout the school, and it's a, there's a sort of real positive feel uh, among the majority of staff that they can really see that that's the this is the way that education needs to go, and. Um, yes, we've, we've just got to be a little bit more flexible. We've got to think outside the box a little bit more uh, to allow pupils to have the best sort of senior phase they can. I think our senior phase sort of unlo unlocks what curriculum flexing is all about, which is sort of developing competent individuals who are sort of preparing themselves for for future life. And uh, yeah, so I'm trying to think, uh, not not really massively any other challenges. I suppose it's making sure that partners are are welcomed into school. Uh, our senior management team. Did a fantastic job of um, welcoming people in to, to make sure minibuses were available, classrooms were available, that they were part of the school email list, sort of that, and that sort of builds up a, a real rapport with these partners to make to make it work. There's, there's no resistance from um, senior management, which then spread down to there being no resistance from from staff to these these partners and these uh, lectures from other colleges coming in and uh, delivering during during school time. And the work that the school's doing does very much seem to be off the moment. I, I, would you agree that you know the, the kind of policy landscape uh, in terms of you know Scottish government kind of educational priorities, developing the young workforce, etc., all kind of points towards the the kind of good practice that you've you've embedded in the school. Yeah, I would I would say so. Um, you know, I, think I was at the Empowering Schools. Um, conference last week that John Swinney and Larry Flanagan were speaking at and it's about that sort of autonomy down to schools to to do what they feel is best for their local community and for their pupils you know and if you gather data to justify what you're doing then you know you're on the you're on the lines to uh, to success and I think our model really really suits our school and it suits our area and it suits our pupils um, and the sort of willingness of the local community to, to feed into what we're doing, um, you know, we're lucky that the community is so supportive of the school, uh, as are a lot of local partners. So, so yeah, I think um, it's you know I think what, what we're doing is is and we're you know that you know back back to challenges. I think is going into the unknown. For example, I've um, got a colleague within the P department who started delivering one of the NPAs three years ago. You know, being one of the first schools in Scotland to do it, it was stepping into unknown, but it's now realising that it's she, you know she really thoroughly enjoys delivering that course, and um, if she hadn't been supported by senior management team to do it, then we would still be where we were three years four years ago. So I, I think it's yeah I think it's really just great to try and step outside our comfort zone and uh, give give the pupils the best chance that we can. 
And uh, just just finally, John, you know, the, I know there's a big kind of advertising push on radio, for example, just now about around foundation apprenticeships, and it, it just kind of got me thinking. You know, what what kind of developments are the are the school working on at present in in, in this area? In the foundation apprenticeship area. No, no, just in the area of partnerships, John. I, I don't want oh, to, ass- yeah, want to yeah, assume that you're, you're doing that. Yeah, talking of foundation apprenticeships, I think we've got a few people doing them this year um, and perhaps even the year before as well, the sort of two-year model. So I know, that's, uh, I know that's on the senior management team's agenda to continue with and perhaps expand. In terms of future partnerships, uh, this year we've, we've set up a school of rugby. So um, Highland Rugby Club come down on a Thursday afternoon from from that we're, we're moving on next year to a sort of school of shinty so we're working with the Cameron Association and uh, the two local clubs Newtonmore and King, King Newsy to replicate what we've done with the school of rugby um, but with the school of shinty so that's like that was uh, covered by BBC um, Sports Scotland a few couple of months ago so that's quite an exciting prospect uh, I think we did a last year. We did a looking outwards day, um, where our head teacher Ollie Bray had us all go out to different councils to visit a different school. Uh, it was sort of a looking outwards initiative. So I think uh, our new head teacher Ian Adamson's idea for this coming year would be to a similar day, but going out to industries to sort of build up um, contacts and partnerships and conversations with uh, different industries to find out really what they're uh, what they're looking for f- from our pupils. Uh, we've got the Highland Virtual Academy, sort of think, delivered by West Highland College. Um, I think this is the first year it's going to be rolled out, so we're look, we've sort of I think we're looking at readjusting our school timetable to make sure that it fits in uh, with the the virtual academy. And yeah, um, what else? I think that just talk about UC High School TV kind of um, set up where we get local partners like police officers in doing presentations that will be sort of recorded and we'll have a catalogue of uh, sort of these recordings on a accessible sort of network for parents and carers to to uh, to access. So yeah, I um, probably have to have another chat with the senior manager to find out what, what else is on the agenda. But that, that's that's what I'm aware of at the moment. Just incredible, John. Yeah, um, great energy throughout the school and uh, yeah, any any partnership that brings together Newton Moore and King of Shinty Clubs is, uh, is certainly, I don't know, uh, to be applauded or maybe maybe they're just being brave, but uh, that, that, yeah. that, sounds, that sounds amazing. Breaking, um, down, breaking down barriers. Yeah, indeed. Control, breaking, breaking down barriers, so uh, no, looking forward to that happening. Yeah. Listen, John, thank you so much for, for taking time out to, to join us on Edgy Talk. Um, uh, I can't believe that's 20 minutes race by just like that. Uh, uh, absolutely essential piece of audio I would say for, for anyone with a, uh, an interest in, in, in uh, secondary education in Scotland uh, so we'll get this up as a podcast and uh, if any listeners want to get in touch with yourself or, or the school what would be the, the best route for them? Best route would be um, just probably email so it would be uh, john.mackay at uh, uk. Um, we get we get quite a lot of emails about our sort of HNC and our uh, NPAs, so we've got a sort of standard uh, email response that we can can give back to you about the sort of where it's how it's been going. But quite happy to have visitors to the school. Uh, senior management team are very open to schools visiting us um, to to share practice. So yeah, a, a, an email and a visit would be um, more than welcome.